0: It's great when you know that even the building responds to worship. Our scripture today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep Sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. In our scripture today, Jesus affirms that he is the good shepherd. But we all know that just because somebody says there's something doesn't mean they are, right? There has to be some, some data to back it up. There's got to be something that justifies the title. And in this case, we get the opportunity to hear Jesus' own argument as to why he deserves and is the good shepherd. Why, Why he deserves that title. And I almost feel like when it says the good shepherd, the should be capitalized. It's not one of the good shepherds. It's the good shepherd. The one and only, the true one, the one that no one can compare to. He is the good shepherd. In many ways, Jesus is the only true good shepherd when you really think about it. We all aspire to be like Jesus, to be able to shepherd others and be shepherded like Jesus shepherds. But the reality is that there just isn't anybody like him. There just isn't anybody that quite meets that standard of the good shepherd. So what makes him good? What actually makes him the good shepherd and not just a shepherd or an okay shepherd or just an excellent shepherd, but the good shepherd? He says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now you might have a lot of people in your life that love you and care about you. You might have a lot of good friends and strong family. But at the moment of laying down their life for you, the amount of people that fit into that category is a lot lower, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, they'll help you out, don't get me wrong, in a time of need. But being willing to lay down their life for you in a moment of need is completely different that's at another level right it's a level that a lot of parents can understand because parents are willing a lot of times to take food out of their mouth to give to their children right they're willing to do without of something in order to sacrifice to benefit their children but to be willing to give your life to lay it down not to fight for it not to try to defend it not to try to sustain it but to lay it down for the good of another that's tough to do it means putting ourselves in between the attack and the one who is being attacked You know, to get in that gap in between. The good shepherd is willing to put himself in harm's way in order to defend the sheep and protect them from harm. The second thing is the good shepherd stays with you. When trouble comes, he doesn't run for the hills. He's not like your fair weather friends that like you when you have money and good stuff and you're able to invite them out to eat and then when you have a problem, you don't know where they are. He is one that stays with you and does not leave you. He's always by our side. When we come under attack, which will happen in this life, the good shepherd promises that he will not turn tail and run. And I don't know about you, but if I want somebody protecting me, I want somebody that's not going to run at the first sign of trouble. I want somebody who's going to promise to be there day and night. You know, one of the great things about God is he's 24-7. You can't sleep at 2 in the morning. Guess what? God's there. You're having trouble in the middle of your commute. God's there. You're having a problem at work. God's there, 24-7 service as the good shepherd. And finally, the good shepherd loves the sheep. He doesn't just care about them. He loves them. He loves them with an undying love. He loves them with a love that is willing to go to the end of the world for them. Because he owns them. And he bought them at a great price. You know, one of the things that I've discovered over my years is that the more you pay for something, (laughs) the more you tend to appreciate it and want to take care of it, right? Good example is your home. If you spend a lot of money on your home and something breaks down, you're going to fix it, right? Because you don't want it to destroy the rest of your house. If something goes wrong with your car, you're going to fix it because you need to get to work. And because it's a big investment, it's expensive, it's something that you spent a lot to get. The good shepherd loves the sheep because he owns them and he bought them at a great price. His own life was given so that he could make them his. And that makes us extremely valuable. We are precious in God's sight. Did you know that you're a treasure that God paid his life with? That he paid with his son's life in order to save you. We know that phrase, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that all those who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God loved the world. The reason for it all is God's love. We are literally loved to death. Literally loved to death. We throw that phrase around, but nobody loves you more than Jesus loves you. Nobody will ever love you to the point of death like Jesus does. Jesus risked everything in order to have the opportunity for you to say yes to his invitation to be part of the flock. Now, Jesus contrasts the good shepherd with the hired hand. He says this is not the same thing. To have somebody, a person washing the sheep, doing the quote unquote function or job of the shepherd who doesn't own the sheep is not the same thing. He says when things get rough, the hired hand runs away because they're not his sheep. He doesn't have ownership of them, so he just runs. He's not, he's like, no, I'm going to save me. Forget the sheep. And this is one of the ways in which we see that Jesus really is a good and excellent shepherd. That when he had to choose between saving himself from the cross or actually laying his life down, he chose to lay his life down for us. You know, no one cares about your stuff more than you do. Why? Because it's your stuff. And you know that if you've ever had anybody borrow something from you, right? And they return it back and you're like, what happened to this? Well, you know, things happen, you know. And the reality is it wasn't their stuff, right? So they didn't take as good care of it. This has never been more evident to me than when I started looking for a vehicle and I started looking at rental vehicles. Did you know that people that rent vehicles oftentimes will let gooey stuff go down between the seats? That when something gets scratched, rather than getting it fixed, they just go, we'll mark it on a little paper so it's evidenced. (laughs) That whenever something goes wrong, the minimum maintenance is accomplished in order for the vehicle to be able to be rented again. And this goes on and on. And so when we were looking for a vehicle, it became really apparent to us that there's a big difference when you own something than when you rent it. When it's not really yours, when you don't have that investment in it that you know that you're fully invested in it. You know, when we finally found our vehicle, it was a rental, and and we went back to the company and said, you got to do this and this and this and this. You got to show this car some love in order for us to get it. It has to be shown some love because there's these things that haven't been done. And, you know, we had new tires put in. We had it cleaned. We had all of these things done that you do for stuff that is yours because it was going to be owned and not rented. Jesus was saying that that is the difference between the hired hand and the good shepherd. He was saying, when when I get a hold of you, we're changing the tires, we're fixing the dents, we're going to detail you, we're going to clean you, we're going to get you ready to be on the road for years to come, and you are representing me, so you're going to look good doing it that's what Jesus is saying he's saying I am here to own not to rent I'm not here to use you for a little while and then push you to the side I'm here to be a part of your life for the rest of your life and into eternity how many believe that into eternity you know that's the kind of maintenance plan I want that's not a hundred thousand miles or a hundred years old that's like to eternity forever and ever God promises to love and be the good shepherd of our lives. And as the good shepherd who owns us and wants us to function in life to the best of our ability, he is willing to do those things in our lives that are necessary to help us to function to the best of our ability. He won't treat us like a rental. He will treat us as his own. And you know, that makes a big difference. That's when you're willing to lay your life down for someone else well since purchasing our band we have grown to know it and it's all of its features you know they got more bells and whistles nowadays than you know what to do with and one of the cool things about my band is I can talk to it and it talks back so if I ever get lonely in the road we can have a little conversation and I can tell it to call somebody and it will look up my contacts and call that person it is trained to respond to my voice and Jesus said this is how it is with my sheep they know my voice and they respond to it I want to have this relationship where when I talk to them they listen and they talk back and they respond and you know when I tell my car to call somebody it doesn't go do I have time right now Maybe I'll think about it and do it later. It does it right then and there. Jesus says, I want my sheep to be like that. I want them to know that they are part of the flock and that when I call on them, it's because I need them right then. And I need them to do what I want them to do right then because there's something that needs to happen. Jesus really wants us all to be part of one big flock. You know, he wasn't a big fan of of groups or denominations or, you know, division. He was a big fan of us being all part of the family of God. He wanted us all to come into the fold so that when the enemy attacked, he could be right there to protect us and to keep us safe. In our illustration, Jesus describes the attacker as wolves. He says, when the wolf comes, it comes to snatch and to scatter the sheep. And I thought about that, and I thought about the way in which the enemy attacks us. Because I think these illustrations of Jesus were were designed in purpose to help us to think about how the enemy is going to try to get at us. Snatching involves taking the sheep away from the flock. Right? separating it from the body of the flock. Why? Because it's easier to pick off a sheep that is not in the flock. And let me tell you something, the enemy is still trying to separate sheep from the flock. Still trying to keep people from going to church. Still trying to keep people separated and isolated. Still trying to keep people from being in community in terms of even praying with each other because of fears or doubts or concerns or cares. Snatching away those who need to be close to the body of Christ. You know, Jesus wants us together as one flock so that he can guide us together as one body. The second method is scattering. And let me tell you, scattering has several definitions, but scattering has to do with disorientation. The enemy wants us to be confused because when we are confused, we'll run off in the wrong direction. When you're confused, you'll make a wrong turn When you're confused, you'll miss your exit on the road. When you're confused, you won't know which way to go. So the scattering has to do with confusing us about things of God, trying to confuse the voice of Jesus for some other voice, because there's so many out there, trying to confuse our priorities, trying to set our priorities on human things instead of eternal things today there are many who are under attack by wolves. Maybe you have been snatched away from the good shepherd for a time. Maybe you have felt like you have been scattered and smothered and covered. No, that's breakfast. Um, Maybe you feel like you're just scattered, like you're not sure about the future that Things are so uncertain because of COVID and all the things that we've been through. Not sure about what tomorrow holds or what the future holds. And you're needing the good shepherd to remind you that you just need to be under his care. That he is still the good shepherd. And he is still the one who holds the future. You know, the good shepherd does all these things and more because he loves us, because we are his and he is ours. The reason behind it is very clear. Jesus laid his life down voluntarily. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you really think that if Jesus had decided not to die on the cross, he couldn't have called on a bunch of angels to just come down and take him off the cross and wipe everybody out? I mean he had the power folks to be able to decide at any point during this sacrifice to call it off he had the power but his love was greater his love was greater than his willingness to use his power for his own benefit Jesus does love us that much now there will be times in this life and if you haven't been attacked I don't know you must be living on a paradise somewhere but there will be times in this life where you will be attacked by the enemy he will try to scatter you he will try to snatch you he will try to confuse you he will try to lead you astray and at those times I want you to remember that Jesus is the only one that can stand between you and that attack and keep you safe. Jesus is our good shepherd. He who had the power to lay down his life and take it back up, has promised that he will never leave you because you are his and he is yours. And this is the will of the Father. Now I own my van, or basically the credit union owns my van, and I'm making payments till I own it completely, but it's mine and you better believe that I'll take care of it because it's mine and I want to tell you that God will take care of you because you are his just like I'm going to do my old changes and my tire rotations and all that stuff on my van God is willing to take care of the needs in your life and whatever needs maintenance Remember that the good shepherd is there for you, that he loves you, and that he wants to help you with whatever it is that you're going through. He died for us, and his promises for us are never ending. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for Jesus being our good shepherd. I thank you for his willingness to go through with the cross, Lord, this must have been such a difficult time and task. But his love was so great for us that he could do nothing but go there and give his life for us. We, we thank you, Lord, that he had the power not only to die for our sins, but to come back to life, to give us eternal life. Lord, this day I just want to pray for all the sheep. I want to pray for the sheep that are scattered or snatched I want to pray for the sheep that have gone off into the distance. I want to pray, Lord, that you as the good shepherd continue to call each and every one of them back, that you rescue them from wherever they are, that you continue to restore them, O Lord, through your love, that you nurture all of our souls back to health as our bodies are restored from this COVID season. Help us, Lord, to continue to praise you as our good shepherd and to hear your voice and follow it. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.